0: The rand is trading at 13 rand 77 to the US dollar, 17 rand 18 to the pound sterling, and 14 rand 68 to the euro. The euro is at 1.06. The dollar trading at 110.49 Japanese yen. The Chinese yuan is at 1 rand 99, and in India, one rand is worth 4.71. In Nigeria, one US dollar is at 305 naira 30. In Kenya, a dollar costs 103 shillings 15, and in Botswana, a dollar is changing hands at 10 pula 62. On the stock markets, the JSE. Closed mainly higher yesterday, but that was before S&P Global uh, cut South Africa's credit rating to a sub-investment grade and kept its negative outlook in place. S&P cited political risk uh, due to last week's cabinet reshuffle as well as economic growth concerns for its cut. The rand weakened almost three percent immediately after the downgrade and continues to trade at eleven-week levels, uh, eleven-week uh, at even weaker levels at this hour. S&P Global's downgrade has all also prompted ratings agency Moody's On a review for a downgrade Moody's ratings agency is expected To pronounce on Friday Now the all index rose by 0.7% To 52,457 Financials ended flat And the industrial's 25 index was 1% firmer The top 10 resources index and the platinum Mining index were both 1.5% higher The gold mining index increasing By 4% on the capital market The yield on the R186 government bond Closed at 8.98% European markets were weaker at the close of trade, retreating from a 16-month high, that on a reversal in oil and banking stocks. Britain's FTSE 100 declined by 0.5%, the CAC 40 in France lost 0.7%, while Germany's DAX was 0.4% down. Markets in the United States also closing weaker, the Dow Jones 0.1% down, as vehicle sales for March disappointed, and investors questioned whether the Trump administration would deliver on its pro-business economic stimulus. Asian stock markets. Stay trading weaker at this hour, but Hong, Kong, uh, Hong Kong's mainland, China's and India's markets all closed today for public holiday. Now, Japan's Nikkei is 0.4% down. Australia's ASX Ordinary Share Index has so far shed 0.2%. And looking at commodities, gold is trading at $1,255, platinums at $956 per ounce. The price of Brent crude oil, $53.20 a barrel. And we join in the line now by Narina Fisk. A, a strategist and advisor at ETFSA. Good morning, Narina. Good morning,
1: Sakina. And yeah, morning to everyone out there, I think.
0: <laughs> a great anticipation. Uh, you know, uh, people have been waiting since yesterday to hear from you about this burning topic. Now, clearly, s decision to downgrade South Africa's long-term foreign debt to sub-investment grade uh, rating. Could you please explain in layman's terms Um, What have they done? Why have they done this? And what does it mean for ordinary South Africans?
1: Again, I guess in, in the simplest terms, it, it's really a case that South Africa as a country does not have enough income to cover its expenses. So if we just think of, of our own budgets, you and I, it basically means that there's not enough money coming in to cover everything that needs to go out. And this shortfall has to be covered from loans of some sort. So much like you or I would go to the bank to get a loan to cover our shortfall, government has got to borrow money from investors. Both investors here in South Africa as well as in international markets. Now, investors around the world have got a lot of different places and things in which they can invest their money. And and it's quite difficult, obviously, to compare different investment opportunities with one another. Nobody forces them to invest in the South African government. Nobody enforces them to invest in South Africa. They have choices. They can choose where they want to invest. and, And they need help with deciding what and where to invest. So, The credit ratings agency assesses the riskiness of different types of debt. So basically what they do there is they say, what is the likelihood or the probability that a certain debt will be repaid? What is the ability of the issuer or those that that, um, took on the debt will be able to repay, repay that debt without any default. So they have a set of metrics, much like a report card that they use to evaluate different types of debt and that they decide to give a rating for and um, much as I say like a report card to say will we be able to repay that debt? Yesterday morning, you and I spoke about the fact that our report card, the South African report card, has been very poor and basically a fail, an F, for, for quite a while. Things like our GDP growth per capita, our budget deficit, those sort of metrics have all already been in a position where we did not justify to have an investment grade rating. And the only reason why they had not downgraded us before because, was because they been that we were on the right path to improve our state finances. It's almost like we had gone to the bank manager and promised him that we would stop spending too much on things that we don't really need. And so they trusted the likes of our former finance minister, Godan, and his team at National Treasury, that they would keep us on this path of so-called fiscal consolidation. But the cabinet reshuffle that we saw late last week, and especially because there have not been valid reasons given for why um, competent ministers were removed and others who certainly have not covered themselves in glory stayed on in these positions, this particular action means that the basis for these credit ratings agencies giving us the benefit of the doubt is just no longer there, and therefore they can now only go on what our report card says which is a fail, and in terms of what this means for us in terms of the the credit rating downgrade, Economic implications are easy to predict, and I think um, social media and the newspapers and the media has covered with that this morning in terms of the implications of um, potential increases in interest rates, the weakening of the currency, the inflationary impact that it will have. And, and yes, unfortunately, the poorest of the poor in this country are the ones that will be the most severely and negatively affected by this credit rating downgrade.
0: How so, narina <clears throat>
1: Right. So what it really means is because the government has got to go and borrow money in order to pay for this shortfall, they have got to, in order to entice investors to come and invest to give us the money that we need to cover our shortfall, they've got to be prepared to pay higher interest rates. They've got to pay up for that debt, as as we call it. So the problem that we have is that as we have to spend more money as a government and as a country, as we have to spend more money on the interest that we have to pay for our debt. It means that there's less money available for government to spend on other things like social grants, like investing in infrastructure, like creating growth um, and and creating jobs in the country. So it really just means that when you look at the amount of money that we have available as a country to spend, more money will have to go to servicing the debt, paying that interest, and less money will be available to pay for the things that we really need in this country.
0: And then, um, of course, uh, there is that question about where, why then uh, people uh, like, here's one from Musiwa who says, I thought financial policy shifts are based on policy changes, not personality change. Um, so maybe you can just explain that uh, to Musiwa and others asking this particular question.
1: So I think he's quite right, and it is certainly based on policy change, not by personality change, but it is about the personality or the specific person or set of people and what policy we can expect to have in place with that. So when we look at um, what has been not just promised, but really the evidence that has been shown by a particular finance minister or his team of Treasury in terms of how they will manage the debt, why they will not pay too much money towards state-owned enterprises, the likes of Eskimo and SAA and so on. By showing the commitment that we will not overspend, there is the belief that the policy is in place to actually ensure that we will remain on that path of fiscal consolidation. When you remove the personality, it costs doubt about the, the policy and whether that policy of fiscal consolidation and fiscal prudence will actually be adhered to. And I think that is the main concern. This is not about one person being replaced by another person. This is rather about what will the policy be that will be followed by the new cabinet and the new minister.
0: So, Narina, my Twitter timeline also has plenty of talk dismissing these credit ratings agencies as, uh, amongst other things, instruments of privilege, protecting so-called white monopoly capital, that they are corrupt, uh, even blackmailing the South African government. Are these fair statements?
1: So I, I certainly appreciate where this is coming from, but I think if we really want to be fair to ourselves and, and, and not just be defensive in, in the sort of statements that we make, we need to evaluate, is there a basis for those sort of statements? So when you look at the credit rating agencies, they rate many different types of debt. They also rate, rate um, corporate debts, company debt, um, even the financial instruments such as those subprime mortgage debts that were in large part responsible for the 2008 global financial crisis. And I think credit rating agencies are definitely fairly accused of overrating or overestimating the credit worthiness of these specific financial instruments. But you know, that happened almost 10 years ago, and they've certainly changed a lot in the way in which they operate. And when it comes to sovereign ratings, such as the South African um, government debt rating, you have to ask yourself, what would they have to gain from downgrading our debt? They're not a bank. They do not lend money to anyone. So what will they get from, from this if there are any ulterior motives? Mm. And I think it's, it's quite naive to think that this is the basis on which they do it. And I don't think we are doing our in service by dismissing this as they are trying to manipulate us or they're trying to blackmail government in, in, I don't know, doing a a regime change or whatever the case might be. This is purely an investment-based decision that says, will this particular government be able to repay the debt? They've got a responsibility to the international investors and the South African investors, pension fund money basically, um, to to, to say are we um, prudent by allowing pension money to be invested in debt that we are concerned about, whether they will actually have the ability to repay this debt. So I think, if anything, we should rather use this as an opportunity to say, what do we need to do about this to actually ensure that South Africa is an investment destination that is worthy of invested capital. And, you know, where we stand at the moment, they have only downgraded our foreign debt, meaning the debt that is issued in dollars or in pounds or in euros. and that's only about 10% of our debt. The other 90% is rand-dominated debt. And although both South African and international investors invest in that, that one is still at investment grade. We also have Fitch and Moody's coming out later this week, and it's quite likely that they will also downgrade us. But that will certainly still not mean the end of the world as we know it. The big thing will be if that local currency debt is also downgraded, because that is the basis on which we are included in many of the global bond indices and what that really just means is that when investors around the world look at what they are allowed to do according to their mandates in many cases they have to they are only allowed to invest in debt that is so called investment grade. So if we are no longer investment grade by at least two of the agencies then we will no longer be allowed although those investors will no longer be allowed to invest in our debt. So when we see the movement at this we've seen on the RAND, for example, over the last couple of days and certainly since last night, it's actually a very small move compared to what will most likely happen if we end up in having our local currency debt downgraded by two agencies. So we, we still have a window of opportunity and, and, and I think we will do ourselves a big favour by actually taking this seriously and saying what do we need to do and we you know actually we don't need to do all that much. All we need to do is actually get rid of the excess expenditure specifically relating to our state-owned enterprises. We do not need an SAA or an Eskimo, even an SABC as state-owned enterprises. Those are the biggest drains on the expenses of and the liability side of government's debt. And if we get rid of those, we can almost immediately change the fiscal the outlook, the, the report card of South Africa. So we really do need to look at where are the easy ones, what are the things that we can do quite quickly to turn this thing around, because the Evidence have also shown that once a country loses its investment grade, it on average takes seven years before you get it back, and in many instances, more than a decade. But there's also the example of South Korea, who managed to retain and get back their investment grade in just over a year. It can be done, but then we need to do the right things, not for the credit ratings agencies, not for the IMF, or the World Bank, or whoever else the conspiracy theorists, theorists Think we are doing this for. We need to do this for ourselves. We need to do it for all the people of South Africa to ensure that we actually have the economy and the, and the market that we all deserve and that we know we can have.
0: Well, that's going to be an interesting debate, I'm sure. But uh, Narina, so what now? What about Fitch and Moody's and uh, what about the road ahead?
1: So, so, yes, you know, we're certainly expecting both Fitch and Moody's this week. Moody's, I think, on Friday, Fitch also later this week. And I think it's very likely that they will also downgrade. Not because these trade ratings agencies follow one another or, or look over each other's shoulders to see what the other one does, but really because the basis on which this is done is not some spurious reason, but for proper, solid, economic metric reasons. So we can expect that, uh, um, that, they, will, that they will downgrade us as well. Um, but but I think at the same time also, we've already seen some evidence of what will happen if we don't um, uh, change this. Last Friday already, um, when, when government um, issued or had their normal weekly bond issuance, they were looking to raise 600 million rand in, in bonds or in debt, and normally this type of issuance is way oversubscribed, meaning that there's a lot more demand for that debt than what they actually um, um, can, can offer. On Friday, this was before the credit rating downgrade, on Friday already they were only able to raise 200 million rand, not 600 million rand. So it shows you the impact that it will have on the ability of government to raise the debt, to actually take on these loans that are needed to make the books balance, really to pay for for um, things like our social grants and so on. So I really would like everyone to urge to stop sort of trying to find blame or or. or, or perpetuate conspiracy theories and rather say let's see this as an opportunity for us to look in the mirror and say what can we do differently to make things better for ourselves not for anyone else
0: Narina, thank you so much and i hope that is a-